0: Let's, let's pray. Lord, um, I just want to thank you for growth, Lord. I thank you that you're busy growing us, um, maturing us. And, um, yeah, oh God, I just pray that there's so many things that, that we feel this morning that needs to happen. But I just pray, even as I'm going to share now, that, that you just come and highlight the areas that you want to touch this morning. And, and I pray that we will catch your heart um, with, what, with what you're doing and the areas you want to touch this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um... Cool. Last week, last week was a lot of fun. I, th- I heard many people say that we should do more Pancake Sundays. Um, I agree. All right. Um, so, but it, I th- it was great just to connect with everybody, meet new people. But I love how sneaky the Lord was in last week. Okay, it was a lot more than just having pancakes together. But I think the story that Mike and Stay shared, and um, just the people that I connected with in the week, I've heard that it touched so many people in in areas that man, I'm battling with the same thing. It was interesting. I've heard someone say that he he always looked at Mike, and Mike just looks like he has everything together and everything sorted. But very few times we know... Yeah, trust me. No, I'm joking. But... But very few times we, we know about the struggles that someone goes through. And, and I think similar with this morning, you can see Stuart in the coffee van, and it just looks like he has everything together. But, but it's only when we see the, 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 the battles that people are going through and the sacrifices that needing to take place that you can really see growth that took place. And I, and I love that. And I think in, in family, it's it should be like that, that we can be at a vulnerable place and we can share with one another at some stage, this is where I'm at, and then we can celebrate growth taking place. Amen? And so, uh, I do want to say this. For us as a church, guys, this this is really our heart. Yes, we, I want to, I man, okay, you mean this, okay? We aim to, to have good meetings, okay? When, when you get here on a Sunday, I want it to be cooking and I want us I to experience God. But that is this bigger part of who we are, all right? This, what's, what's happening here, is really God maturing us and growing us for out there, okay? So we don't aim our life and everything we do in church so that the Sunday can be cooking, okay? But we aim that what God is doing here, that we can do what needs to be done outside, all right? Are you guys with me? And, and I, I want to say, and I, I touched on it earlier, but man... Ephesians four says that He gave some to be apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists. I'm missing one somewhere. Okay, but He gave those fivefold gifts to see the saints do the work of ministry until we can all come to mature manhood. Okay, and I, I want to emphasize this just again from the beginning. Okay, you will not be able to grow into the full plan that God has for you, as for you, without those five gifts. All right, we won't. Okay, and coming to church on a Sunday, yeah, they, they, until we obtain the, the the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. Okay, and I want to say. Um, Coming to church is one area of our lives where, where maybe, and, and we get to do that in the week, where I'm I'm at the moment functioning as a pastor, okay, so we, you get to do with that gift. We have Ivan as the evangelist, and there's some gifts flowing, but guys, it's like baking a cake and adding two ingredients and leaving three out. And we're expecting an amazing cake all right it's in order for us to become the cake that god has for us okay you're my picture all right there needs to be eggs and sugar and flour and water and oil i don't know okay you can make a pretty good cake with that <laughs> i think so i've never baked a cake all right but 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 leaving leaving the eggs out i think it's going to be pretty traumatic to the guy who eats the cake and so um i, I, I wanna say man again if you want to grow into the fullness of what God has for you, I want to I highly encourage you. Make a plan to get to 412, to the conference. It's not about the conference, man. If there's less people, there's less admin, okay? So it's not that we want more admin, okay? But it's for you and for us to grow into what we need to grow into. And so I want to I ask you guys, if you, if you say, I'll, I'll see if a gap opens up, not going to happen. All right? call planned in February or, or already that he's going to book three days of leave in that time. I, I love that. Okay? And he booked his tickets. I think he was one of the first, actually. All right? And so, book it out. I promise you, I'm willing to bet my life on this in, in some sense, okay? That it, it might just be the best three, day, three days of leave that you'll take in your entire life. All right? growing us into the maturity that God has for us, okay? And I want to say as leaders, this should almost be a non-negotiable for you, all right? This is a high, high, high priority for us. For the rest, I really want to encourage you, man. Like with Adian, the first time I met him and I took him with to the conference, he didn't know what hit him, okay? And so, but God is opening up something in him that is way bigger than he would have ever dreamed. Is that cool? All right, so I want to ask you, please prioritize that. If you don't know how to book the tickets, come to me afterwards, but we're going to make a plan. And next week, we're going to probably get a station at the back for you to sign up if you need to sign up. Okay, but we, we're serious about this one. All right, cool. But let's get to where we want to go with today. And um, I felt a portion of Scripture for us in 1 Kings. Now, this is... Anybody ever thought the Bible is boring? You're reading the wrong part or you're reading it wrong, okay? The Bible is very exciting, way better than a Terminator movie or anything like that. Um, thank you, all right? And so especially if you read some of the Old Testament stories, it was pretty rad what happened there, okay? So in First Kings 18, there's a, you don't have to put it on here, Josh, but so just the background is Elijah is a prophet of God. And there's a king called Ahab, okay? And he married a woman called Jezebel, okay? Now, my mom always used to tell me, never marry a woman with the name Jezebel, all right? And um, so just when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, he said, I'm going to take you into a land with vineyards that you didn't plant, cities you didn't build, okay? Crops you didn't even grow yourself. It's going to be amazing. And he says this, just one thing, do not... Forget the Lord your God, okay? Now, we read that, and it's like, how would you ever forget the Lord after all that he has done for you, okay? And we, I mean, I want to ask you that question. How could we ever forget the Lord our God? But we do, all right? And he said, one condition, and this is where he said, it's like, he says, because I'm a jealous God. He says, don't go into that nation and almost adopt their idols and marry their women and and start worshiping their things. He says, remember that I'm the Lord your God. And one day, I don't know who was the first guy, but one day, some guy thought to himself, how bad can it be? I know what the Lord said, but how bad can it be? And he married another woman. And and from another from another nation. And he married oh he adopted her idols. And a couple of years later you sit with this king. Now we're gonna read in first King sixteen, verse twenty nine, it says this Um, So bear with me, we're going to read quite a bit today, but it's to catch the story, alright? It says, in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab the son of of Omri began to reign over Israel. He's king of Israel, it's not some other foreign guy. Um, And Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel and Samaria 22 years. And Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord. More than all who who were before him. Now, okay, just so you know, that is not a title you want to have, okay? If what they write of you somewhere in a book is not that you did more evil in the sight of the Lord than anybody ever before you, okay? Bad guy. You can go on Josh. And then... And as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam. Now, we have to go back to Jeroboam. He was a guy who, who married the other ladies and started worshiping their idols. Okay, So he was a pretty bad dude. And he said it was a light thing for him to do what that guy did. And he was bad. All right. He says, the son of Nebat, he took his wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians, and went and served Baal and worshiped him. And he created an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. And Ahab made Asherah. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. That's wild, okay? That's pretty bad. Now, I just want to, just on a little side note here, okay? He was a pretty bad guy. But then he highlighted this fact that he married this woman, okay? Who was who was of the offspring of Baal, of Ethbaal, Okay, now that should tell you right there, bad lady. Okay, and he says he married her and took on her, her gods. Now, I've I felt this before, and for all our unmarried people, you know, I'm not going to raise your hands. Okay, but but I, I just on a complete side note, I'm going to say to you, maybe what the Lord is saying to you today is, don't marry her or don't date him. Okay. And the, the Lord is pretty clear in the Bible that the, 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 the person you marry is probably the most important choice you're going to make into your entire life. And sometimes we get this one person that's, she's never looked at me the way that anybody else did. Okay. And, and you start speaking to her, and um, yes, she actually hates church. Okay. But it's not such a bad thing. We can work around that. Okay. It is a pretty bad thing. And I want to say, if someone is not following God, you are not the answer to get them saved while you're dating them, all right? That is of the devil, all right? So if, and someone, often I hear some, especially youth, say, I'm, I'm just going to stay in this relationship to try and get this person saved. That is not, we don't flirt to convert, okay? So I want to, I want to seriously say this, if, if they're not saved... You give them to God, and he gets them saved, and then you give them another seven years to faithfully walk with the Lord before you ever consider getting involved again, all right? Because this guy was pretty bad, but after he met Jezebel, he turned into the guy who did the most sins ever in the sight of the Lord, all right? So for some of you single people, you need to hear that, that the fact that the guy, guy or girl you get involved with, it's a pretty big deal. And who they love and what they love about the church is a big deal. All right? Complete side note, not, a, not applicable to my preach, but anyway. All right. And so so you have this evil king and queen reigning in this country. The king, like the, the, the Lord's nation, okay, they're reigning. And then Elijah prayed, he's the only prophet alive. And he says, God, I pray that you won't send rain to this nation, okay, and to, to make them desperate. And for three and a half years, no rain. Okay, now can you imagine, I mean, we had some serious issues when we didn't have Enough rain. Three years, nothing. Not a drop. All right. And and I felt for some of you, maybe for some, it feels at the moment that it's been three and a half years since the Lord rained, uh, Send rain to my heart. And I and I felt this morning that the Lord wants to come and He wants to bring rain. Okay? He wants to bring life. And so anybody excited about that? I'm pretty am okay? But and then we're going to read in First Kings 18. So we're going to read the story and we're going to go for it um, verse by verse in a sense or portion by portion. It says... So, okay, get more context. Okay, so Elijah, only prophet alive, okay? He killed all the other prophets, and then at a stage, it's like, the Lord came to him and said, Elijah, go and meet this guy, Ahab, who's actually trying to kill you, and I'm going to send rain, okay? Pretty scary situation. So anyway, he goes, he says, then Elijah said to the people, I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men, okay? Elijah, 450 people, Okay? It says, let um, let two bulls be given to us, and let them choose one bull for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood, put no fire to it, and I will prepare the other bull, lay it on the wood, and put no fire to it. Okay, so I'm going to just summarize this quickly for time's sake. They're both going to have a fire-making competition here, okay, without fire. They're going to put a bull on their altar, okay? Elijah's going to put a bull on his altar, okay? Then you're going to pray. And you're going to pray to whoever your God is. If he calls fire from heaven, he's the real God, okay? I'm going to pray. If he sends fire from heaven, he's the real God, all right? So what happens is, so he says, uh, um, Ahab, you guys go first, okay? It says, and let me me just scan through quickly here. It says, they took the bull given to them and prepared it. And they called on the name of Bowl from morning till noon, okay? Here they go. Put it on there. Now they need to start shouting, okay? And they're crying out. Oh, Baal. I don't know whether looking down or up. I don't know, okay? But like, send fire, all right? And they're shouting, 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 shouting. And um, it says, but there was no voice and no one answered. Don't you just love that? I love that, okay? It says, and they limped around the altar that they have made, because they mooch, okay? And at noon, Elijah mocked them saying, cry aloud, for he's a God. Either he's M- musting i don't know that's okay or oh, he's relieving himself he's like maybe your god went to the toilet he just can't attend to your situation at the moment okay or he's on a journey or perhaps he's asleep and he must be awakened okay don't you just love that okay so these 450 people going nuts okay and he tunes them like that next part josh and they cried aloud and cut themselves after the custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed upon them. How hectic is this, okay? Anybody think the Bible is boring? This is pretty exciting, okay? And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblige, um, oblige, okay? <laughs> but there was no voice, and no one answered them, and no one paid attention. I, I love this, okay? <laughs> I love what God is doing here. And then. It says, then Elijah said to the people, come near to me. And all the people came near to him, and they repaired the altar of the Lord, okay? And so now what they're doing is they put the altar back together. He puts the wood on there, puts the bull on there. and Then he does a really stupid thing that all South Africans know is not a good idea. He tells the guys, take jars, go down the mountain, and fill it with water, okay? Then you come back, and you pour the water over the altar, okay? next time you want to bride, don't do that, okay, so, they pour the water on, it's drenched, okay, it says, go back, do it again, a second time, they come back, okay, it is soaked, it says that the water formed a trench around the altar, okay, it says, let's do it another time, okay, one more time, go down, fill it with the water, bring it up, it's soaking, okay, so the bull's wet, the wood is wet, the rocks are wet, the ground is wet, okay, and then Elijah prays to God, and he says, God, I pray that you will show up today with fire from heaven so that all these people will know that you are the God. Okay? And the Lord did. All right? It says that, um, let's see, in, in verse 38, it says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones. And the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Can you imagine this? Okay. So he made it pretty clear that I did not hide some form of blitz there at the bottom that was actually there the whole time. Okay. He soaked it and then the Lord showed up that even the stones and the dust and the water, everything was consumed. Okay. And all the people saw it and they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Next point, and Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal, and let not one of them escape. Okay, so we're going to get back to that, but I'm going to continue that now. But don't you just love this story? It's pretty exciting, okay? One of my favorite childhood stories in the Bible. And, um, and I think I would just love a showdown like this, okay? It's like, but, but when I read it in the week, I realized I honestly don't know if I, do, if I want a showdown like this at the moment. Okay? If, if I... If I'm being real now, I'm actually trying to avoid a situation like that where I have to have a showdown like that, okay? And um, and so I want to, I'm trusting God for fire from heaven. I'm trusting Him for rain, okay? But I don't want to be the guy going up against 450 other people and and trusting Him for a showdown with fire from heaven, if I'm very honest, all right? And, and you know what? The Lord hasn't called us to call fire or the Holy Spirit or whatever, when we get together and it's nice and everything and out there we're scared and we hide away in a cave and, and the prophets of Baal are raining and we do nothing about it. Okay? And I'm saying this every week and with everybody I spend time with, I am not at your job. The Lord has placed you there, not me. All right? But you're going to meet people who I will never meet in my entire life. You will go in situa- through situations which I will never will, hopefully. Okay, But the Lord has chosen you. But He has not chi- chosen you to hide away in a cave. He's chosen us. And I think it's very prophetic what Christina's done this morning. He's, cho- he's called us to fight. He's called us to say, there's 450. I'm the only one left, but I'll do it. All right? Anybody with me here? Okay. And so just a couple of points on that. And then we, we're going to go from there one of the things that there had to be something on the altar for God to consume. All right? Many of us, and I hope all of us, are trusting for fire from heaven, but there's nothing on the altar for God to consume. Okay? And we're praying, and we might even be on the other side where we're doing stuff, like shouting louder, hopefully not cutting yourself, but dancing, maybe God is asleep, I don't know what, but we're doing more stuff, but the reason why he's not sending fire is because there's nothing for him to consume. Okay? And and so the beautiful thing with Elijah is when it says when the fire came down, it consumed the sacrifice. Now, I preached on this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm not going to go into all of it again. I want to encourage you to go listen to that preach if you weren't here. But but a sacrifice is something that often. Costs us something. It's not easy, okay. It's not the it's not the most joyful part to come and say, "God, I put this on the altar, burn it up." Okay, it is the hard stuff. But God responds to when we put stuff on the altar, okay. And I want to uh, what I feel for us as a congregation. In order for us to grow, what needs to be on the altar, okay? Prepare your hearts here, is faith, okay? And faith, not only to say, "I believe in God." But to believe God. There's a, there's a difference, okay? I think all of us sitting here today believe in God. Okay? Believe that God exists. Believe that he's out there. Believe that he died maybe on the cross, even for us, and that he okay, we believe in God. But it says in Hebrews, when he speaks about the chapter of faith, that it says Abram believed God. And there's a difference there. It's when we I believe that God is real, but then when I hear God say something that I I believe him, I trust him. All right. And I, I feel for some of us, the, the thing that you need to put on the altar today is your own opinion and, and, and our own ideas and our own plans. And, and, and we, I, I remember my first preach that I did in Marcus Ever was about the Ten Commandments. And, and I said, it wasn't the Ten Commandments, it was the Ten Suggestions. Because okay? <laughs> we, we hear it, and then we're like, There's a good plan. But I, I'll still make up my own mind. Okay, And I just love the fact that what Arian did this week is I realized I would hear leaders, I would, but then I would, I would still make up my own choice or whatever. And that's maybe a bit different. But I want to I wanna say some of you are living that way where, where you hear God, you see what God is saying, you even hear what your leaders say, and then it says, but I have a plan. And today what God is saying is maybe that plan needs to come on the altar and you say, God, I'm actually going to believe you. I'm going to trust you with whatever it is I'm going through now. If you say that it's not a good idea to date an unbeliever, you know. God, God knew when he said to the Israelites, do not forget me. Do not marry the other ladies. Okay? It wasn't just a suggestion. It was a commandment. Okay? But he knew why. Does it make sense? And, um, and so without faith, it is impossible to please him. And we can't counterbalance. Sometimes we try and do this, and maybe it's just me, okay? But like, we try and counterbalance. Lord, I'm not quite going to do what you say here, but I'll try and make it up with be super early at church every Sunday. It doesn't work that way, okay? And sometimes we wish that God will just overlook the thing that we're doing wrong, and we know he's telling us to change it, but maybe he'll just forget about it, and we can counterbalance with a whole bunch of other stuff, okay? God doesn't do that. And I feel even with what Mike and stacy shared last week with their story, it's like God is highlighting some areas in us that he's saying, actually, if you're not going to deal with, with this, we can't move forward. We can't. Okay. So some of you, there's, there's sin that needs to stop today. Okay. This is the less like a word now. All right. In order for growth, there's some sin that needs to stop today, which God has been saying. Okay. For some, there's, there's business decisions that has been you trying to hang on to too many threads and God has told you maybe something. I, I'm just feel, saying stuff that I'm feeling here. Okay? God has told you to make certain decisions but you're trying to keep strings together for money. It's going to stop growth. Okay? For some, there's a relationship that you're involved with and God has told you no. It needs to stop today. Okay? And put that thing on the altar and say, Lord, at your word, I'll trust you. And I'm not going to only believe in you, but today I'm going to believe you. All right? It's very quiet. Um, <laughs> um, so we, we're going to come to that now. So I just want to see that I don't miss you. Um, the second thing that I felt, and it links for me with this, is Elijah did not have a plan B. Okay? He did not have his chariot waiting there. If God did not show up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get away, okay? He rocked up him against 400, 450 other people, and he said, God, I mean, I'm going to make this as impossible as can be. But then you need to show up, Lord. And if you don't, I'm done. But I'm not going to hide away anymore. And I think I've heard a story when I was at Bible school that a guy said, I think it was in the um, Jamaica area. What is that, the... Caribbean, okay? When the guys wanted to take over the, the, the Caribbean, they brought these ships, but the, the guys living on the island were way bigger and whatever than them. This is now years ago, right? And so the commander, they all landed with their ships there. The guys saw the stuff, or the, the oaks they have to face, and the commander told them, burn the ships, all right? So they burned the only escape route. So, so now you're on the island, and your only vehicle to get away, you're going to burn it, All right? The only way forward for them was to make sure that they survived the battle and win, and they did, all right? And sometimes with God, what we do faith is not getting to the island where God has told us to go, okay, figuratively speaking, yeah, but then keeping the ships there just if it doesn't work out that I can jump in my ship and go back to where I was, all right? Faith is burning the ship, saying, God, you said I must go in here and I'll do it at your word, even when it starts tanking, Okay? At your word, I'll still do it. And, and so I want to I wanna ask you, your plan B's that you have for whatever, and, and I try to find some areas here that I think might be applicable, but, I, but I, you'll know as I'm speaking, just, Lord, you told me I must do this step in faith, and I'm actually keeping escape routes, that this morning you have to cut off the plan B's and burn the ships and saying, Lord, at your word. Now, obviously, please hear me. Don't go and make major life decisions without getting advice, all right? So, please, just hear me between inverted commas here. If you're going to change jobs, it's a good idea to speak to your leader, all right? Don't just, woo okay? And if you're going to get married, don't just do that without getting advice, all right? But, but there's certain things that you need to maybe have conversations this morning and say, this is what I feel the Lord say. What do you, what do you feel? And that we process it with you, but that we stop the, that we burn the ships and we can move forward in faith. All right? I think that, again, referring to Christine this morning, it was a faith step, man, for them to trust us with that. And, and to say, we just need you guys to pray with us. But we're burning the ships of keeping it silent. And we're saying, Lord, we're going to trust you with everything. All right? I love that. Um. And now, who of you have ever gone to a youth camp? Maybe let's ask, who of you got saved on a youth camp? Just me, great. Thanks, Bari, okay. Now, who of you went, ever went on a youth Christian camp? Anybody here? Okay, I love camps, okay. And so, I remember I, was, I wasn't I was saved yet then, okay, so be with me. I was grade seven, went on this youth camp, and the last evening they had this massive bonfire, okay. And the guy says, there are some things here in your lives that is blocking growth from you. And I want to challenge you, if God is highlighting something, bring it and chuck it in the fire tonight, okay? And if you don't have it here, write it on the piece of paper, throw it in the fire, and commit to to get the plan B's in the fire, okay? And I remember I had some stuff that I felt, okay, man, this thing, if I go back home, it's not going to work out, okay? So I wrote it down, threw it on the paper, and when I got home, I actually threw the stuff in the trash, all right? Two weeks later, I was like, I don't know if, the, if that was really the Lord. Maybe it was just some emotion or whatever. And I tried to buy it back. Okay, I was like, I'm going to invest money again to try and buy the sins back that the Lord taught me to, to get rid of. All right. And I, what I feel for this morning, I think there's two things that came out. One is that clearly the Lord is asking us this morning to chuck stuff in the fire. Okay, And to put it on the altar this morning for him to consume and to say, I'm going to leave it at, at your altar for you to consume. And then for some of you, you've done that in the past, but you, you brought it back. <laughs> and this morning the Lord is saying, what if you brought back that needs to go back onto that altar this morning and back into the bonfire and say, Lord, I'm actually handing this to you again. All right. Thanks, Ivan. Everybody looks at me like I'm saying something horrific. All right. So, for, for me, can I, let me tell you, okay, I can tell one joke, because it's pretty heavy, okay? So, I had a, <laughs> I had a, what was it called? So, I'm a Afrikaans, okay, and I'm from Bloemfontein, okay? Yeah? So, one thing I bought when I was grade seven, against my parents' advice, was a Robbie Vessel CD, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and so, um, anyway, so that was, uh, this is these the kind of things you don't say in public, all right? But, so, my, my mom taught me, because I loved music, and he came out with all these horrific African songs, and I loved it, okay? I, I'm from Bloemfontein, yeah? So, and I bought it against my parents' advice and will, and they actually taught me, and I still did it, so I was in sin, okay, because I didn't obey my parents. And at that camp, the Lord told me that CD, <clears throat> okay? And um, so, I chucked it away, and then I tried to buy it back one day. That's my, that's my hidden sin, okay? And then, um, so that's one of the things. The other area was, uh, I remember growing up, pirated movies was the next big thing, okay? because you didn't get Netflix at that stage. So you found all the friends who had computers and hard drives, and we got as much movies and series as we possibly could. okay? And I remember one day, Sinner, I was at Team T already, okay, at Bible school, and the Lord told me, he, he actually said this to me, you will not grow in your musical, musical skill and worship if you do not get rid of your pirated music. And I was like, but Lord, it's Christian music, okay? It is good stuff, okay? It is what's helping me to grow. And the Lord said, it's your choice, okay? And I remember sitting in front of my computer, and I, I, I swiped my hard drive completely, and I was like, no, okay? And then back then... Um, like, Apple Music didn't exist yet. So I had to actually start buying CDs, okay? And it was horrific, okay? A hundred bucks on a student budget was crazy. And I, I bought CDs, but you know what? The Lord did something in worship, and I actually started leading worship. That was it, okay? I believe that it was one of, if I, could have, I could have said no to probably the gift that I'm walking in today if I chose to keep pirating, pirate music. I really believe that. And sometimes we hope that the Lord will just overlook that one thing. It's, oh, it's not that bad. Just forget about it. We can move on. And I, and I feel for us as a congregation, we're just at that place now where the, where, where the Lord is asking us, if you want to move further, what needs to go on? For growth, what needs to go on? You guys with me? All right. So we're going to respond to that soon. But then the last one, and I think I, I almost threw this out, but but I do feel it's for this morning, is just what came out um, It is a pretty scary situation for Elijah going up against 450 other people. And and we just felt in worship there was a clear sense that there are some of you who are really facing stuff at the moment that is hard. Maybe at your business. Maybe I know there's a lot of financial strain in our congregation at the moment. Okay. Maybe maybe it's just your boss. Who, who, who if you read a story about Ahab, he reminds you of your boss. Okay. I don't know. What, okay. Don't, don't don't tell your boss ever that. Okay. Mike cease <laughs> But um <laughs> um <laughs> but but maybe, I don't know what the situation is, but maybe there are some of you going through hectic stuff at the moment. And it feels like the Lord is asking you to go up the mountain and face bowl with, with the ball prophets, okay? And I just feel the Lord saying to us this morning go. Growth is going to take place as we cut the plan Bs off. Say, Lord, this is my only resort. You called me. I'm the only prophet alive in this job. You called me, you placed me here, I'm putting my faith on the altar this morning, Pfft, Lord, would you send fire from heaven, not so that I can look great this morning, but that all these people here would know that you're the one true God and he's asking that. Is it easy? No way, it is a big price, okay, and um man, yeah, I just we don't want to go from there but we are not called to be Christians on Sunday and look like the world during the week. It's, it's for more than that. And there's, a, there's, a, there's nations for us to inherit. But right now, we need to do better in Malchbos, I believe. It says there's people here that we need to reach, and we need to be lights here and at our business before I, I think the Lord is going to let us inherit nations. And, and Josh, Jen, Malchbos, we need to grow. And remember what I said a couple of weeks ago. We need to move on from the verse of the day and get into the word of God. I want to encourage you, if you're struggling, keep going, keep going, but grow, fill yourself with the word of God. Okay. This morning we're going to put stuff on the altar, we're going to cut stuff off and we're going to say, Lord, I don't want to have stuff that is capping my growth, but I'm going to put it there and we're going to move on. We're going to deal with this, and and I don't I don't mean to make this light, okay? This this week, just a couple of weeks ago, I shared a story about my, my sister and what the Lord has done in our family. This week has been a rough one for us. It's not been easy, and we as a family, my my parents mostly, had to drive up this week to to my grandmother and my uncle, and there's been hectic stuff going down, okay? And and it's been a rough one to put on the altar this week, <laughs> and say, so, Lord. We, we, my, I don't know how much detail I can give you, okay? But my dad had to take leave this morning in a, in a sense to go save his brother's life, <laughs> okay? And he calls me for advice, okay? I'm like, what is it, okay? But, but it's hard, and I do, and, and it's, it's hard stuff that the Lord is dealing with us. But I said, he, and on my mom's side, everybody of the family is saved. On my dad's side, only my dad, all right? And I said to my dad, Dad, the Lord has called you for this time. Drive up there and go do it, and he did. Okay, and and there's been some hard conversations and years of pain, but but it's been it's been a man more than just on a Sunday. And and I want to say I want to say to you guys, it is not just when we as elders, elders come here on a Sunday, tell you you guys must do this, you guys must do this. I want to say we're in the thick of things with you. Okay, we're battling as much with you through these things because we desire growth. Okay, so it's not us telling you, "Come on, go for it." Okay, but we're encouraging. Come with us. There's more that God has for us that we need to grow up into maturity. All right. One of the things that some of you need to do, and I, I'm going to land with this: some of you need to go home today, or even sit here today, and you need to sign up for that conference, <laughs> where everything you need is kicking against it. Okay, and there's all the reasons in the world why you can't do it. I just feel some of you that that is you need to do it. <laughs> okay. And say, God, I hear my leaders say this. I'm actually going to trust you with those three days. See what you do. Do it. I dare you. Okay? If you don't have finances, I'm just willing to say it. We're helping people out with food in the, in the church if they're battling with the pantry. If finance is the issue, I don't know how, but I'll pay for you. I'm, I'm that convinced that God wants to change us and grow us. All right. So if you don't have cash, come to me. We'll make a plan. All right. But I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that God, this is what God has for us alright so I've, there's a couple of responses and I think name maybe just if you can come up you, you must chip in at any moment okay but um, you guys okay? alright <laughs> and uh, the Lord is saying <laughs> um, cheap special effect sorry <laughs> um, but I uh, I believe the Lord is speaking to us this morning, all right, to move us forward and and to grow us. And so I want to, maybe let's close our eyes, and and we're going to respond now. And I I want you to position your heart this morning. We're going to start with the raising of a hand in responding, but it's going to be much bigger than that in our lives, okay? And so I'm going to, I want to ask, maybe there's someone here this morning, and you hear us speaking about growing in God and, and maturing, and you just realize, man, I've never even... I've given my heart to God. I haven't accepted God. I haven't been the Bible speaks about being born again, okay? And you realise I'm not even a baby yet. But this morning I want to start journeying with God and I wanna say, Lord, I wanna give you my heart and I wanna be born again. I wanna know you, Jesus, and, and I wanna start this maturing process today. And I want to ask you, if you're brave, man, last week we had a salvation, which was wonderful, okay? And, and I believe there's someone else here today as well, that if you're here and you've never said to Jesus, I want to give you my heart, I want to know you, but this morning you want to say, Lord, I want to invite you into my life, I want to live for you, Jesus. Don't you want to be super brave and just raise your hand real quick that I can see who you are? I would love to pray with you for that. The Lord wants to come and let you be born again today. Is there anyone here like that you just want to say, I need to invite Jesus into my life? Is there anyone
1: here?
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Come on, is there anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else? I want to say, Lord, I want to invite you into my life. I don't know you, but I want to be born again today. Thank you. I'm just going to pray for you. And then, Lord, I just want to thank you for these two ladies that responded now and said, I need to be born again, God. We pray that this day, the 7th of June, 2019, will be a life-changing day in their lives, Lord. We pray, God, that they will never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, God, I just pray that today, you'd come and put a new spirit inside of them, God and that they will know you as their Savior. God, we thank you that in an instance you come and forgive sins, a lifetime of sins, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to ask for those two, maybe if you could just afterwards um, come to me. I would love for some of the other ladies just to pray with you, and I want to introduce you and just chat through what is happening, but we celebrate it with you, man. Then I want to ask, I think there might be someone here this morning, that you, you've accepted Lord, the Lord in the past, maybe like me on a youth camp or whatever, but you just wandered away from God. And this morning, you need to come back to God and say, God, I've actually just gone off on another past. The stuff that I threw in the fire, I took it back, and I'm just living for myself. But I, I want to come back to you this morning, and I want to live for you again. And you want to recommit to God this morning. Don't you just want to raise your hand if that is you, and just say, I need to recommit to God this morning. I feel there's someone here that needs to say, I've run, but I want to come back. Anyone else that you just want to raise your hand and say, I want to come back to God this morning? Cool, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, okay, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. (laughs) I feel a funny phrase, and I'm going to say it, but there's a secular song that says. And I, and I feel this for someone that needs to needs to commit to God this morning. It's a song that says, "You can run, and you can hide, but you cannot escape my love." <laughs> and I feel I feel the Lord saying to some this morning, "You've been running, you've been hiding, but He's chasing you, and you he, he can't escape His love this morning." And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord. And then then I'm gonna call some stuff that we need to put on the altar today, and and I, I want to. I want us to respond, and it 's pretty big and and but I feel the first step to doing it is maybe to stand this morning, just as I call it out and, and so i'm i 'm going to ask you to be real brave if i 'm going to highlight some stuff, and even if there's stuff that i 'm not calling out, I want you to be brave and to respond to the Lord this morning, okay The first one that I felt that you need to put on the altar today is your own opinion, and just as I was speaking, you realized that I, I've heard the leaders, I've maybe even heard God, but I've been following my own ideas and my own brain, if I'm very honest with myself. And I've, I've convinced myself into that my idea is the right idea. And you need to put that before God today. So if that is you and you want to put your own idea or your own opinion on the altar today, I want to challenge you to stand with me. I'm standing for that one. And to so, say, Lord, I need to trust you that at your word it is true. It's not just a suggestion. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. For some, I felt specifically the area of... that, that you struggle to trust us as leaders. Now, I'm not trying to make my job easier, but but this is for you. That that maybe you struggle just to walk with some of your leaders or some of your elders, and you, you struggle to trust us with what is going on in your heart. And I, um, the Lord is calling us to walk in in, in, a, in unity with one another. And, and man... Maybe there's, I even want to say, maybe one of us hurt you in the past, but you've built up a wall, and, and you're just struggling to trust leaders, and you want to put that on the altar today and say, God, at your word, I'm going to trust you again. And, and maybe the first step to healing this morning is just to stand and say, Lord, I, I want to trust those who you put over me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For some, it is relationships, that you, you're keeping relationships. That, Together, what God has told you to let go of, and you need to go of, let go of that relationship today. For some, it is life decisions where you're making big moves, big business decisions, big financial choices without consulting the Lord, without consulting leaders, and, and you, you're planning moves and you're planning whatever, and it is just without the Lord. And, and you need to put your life decisions on the altar today and say, God, at your word. I'm putting that on unless you move me, I won't go. Thank you, Lord. And then for some, it is it is backup plans that you, God has taught you to, to do something in faith, and you're just keeping the door open. Maybe, maybe it's even to sin, maybe it's to whatever, but you're keeping a door open, and you need to say today, God, I'm cutting off, I'm, I'm cutting off those tires, and I'm I'm, I'm burning the ships, and I'm, I'm trusting you in faith. Let go of backup plans. Thank you, Lord. And for some, I just felt, regarding with sin, there's been something that the Lord has told you, maybe even for years, and you just keep taking it out of the fire again, putting it in the fire, taking it out, putting it in the fire, taking it out. And this morning, it is like those bold prophets where, where the, after the fire came, Elijah told them, seize the bold prophets and kill it. Kill them. But destroy whatever sin is still left in us as a as a congregation and I want to I want to say this morning if there's a sin that as I was speaking God revealed I want to challenge you to be bold this morning and stand and say Lord today I'm dealing with that thing and you know, I'm letting it go thank you Lord Lord, so we just pray right now for these things that we put on the altar this morning, God. I, oh, God, I, 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 actually, just before we go, it's just maybe if there's anything else that I didn't mention, but just as I was preaching, the Lord revealed to you that thing, that thing. You need to go on the altar today. If that is you, you can also just stand with us. And Lord, this morning, we put it on the altar, God, and, and we say, God, unless you come, God, what are we doing here, God? But would you come and bring fire, God, and, and consume it? And we, we trust you, God. There is no backup plan. This is for you, Lord. And, and we pray, God, just anything that is capping growth, anything that is blocking growth, that you would come and cut it off and break it off this morning in Jesus' name. We pray, God, for freedom. We pray for liberty. We pray for, for many who have been in bondage for so long, Lord, and not getting free. Today, today, that freedom will come, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, and then I want to pray for us as a congregation, Lord, that we will not be scared to fight. But this morning, I I prayed, I think it was a prophetic thing, just as we sang, we will raise a hallelujah in the presence of our enemies, God. We choose today to worship the Lord in the presence of our enemies, God. And we say, God, if you place us where we need to be, we'll stand, God, and we'll fight. And we will not hide away any longer and be be like those who people can't even tell whether we're Christians or not. But we'll be brave and bold, Lord, where you placed us, God. Help us, Lord, to grow into maturity. In Jesus' name. We want to grow, God. We don't just want to come here for good Sundays, good meetings, God. But we want to grow into what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And then, God, I want to pray for all of us, God, that you would send rain to the land who's been dry for years, Lord. And where we've been crying out and there's maybe been reasons why it's been blocked I've got all of us just stand for this. And and we, we want to pray, Lord, that you would today send your rain to dry and thirsty hearts, Lord. God, and where there's been reasons, maybe outside or inside, but reasons why rain hasn't come, God, today we pray that you would send the rain Send the rain, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 40, it says, Then Elijah commanded them, he says, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered them there. And then Elijah said to Ahab, Go, for there is the sound of heavy rain. And Lord, we, we pray this morning, we can hear it, God, that there's the sound of heavy rain that you want to bring, Lord. We are hungry, Lord. Thirsty for you, Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. Yeah, really good. Thanks for this. Responding, standing. Again, Sundays are amazing. We come in here and, yeah, God, we can take this land for you. We're going to change our lives. We walk out here, and by Monday morning, it's like, what was that all about? Boren um, just reminded me, I felt the same thing. Make sure that we share it with somebody. Then You can't walk this walk alone. Uh, whatever God triggered on your heart this morning, no matter how small or big or insignificant it might feel, share it with your wife, friend, whoever you're walking with, your, uh, maybe your community leader. Um, bring it into the light. As we walk in the light, where God moves through us. Amen. So be blessed this amazing Sunday that we are part of. Uh, greet somebody around here as you leave. Have some pancakes. But before you go, if you do need prayer in any specific area, you just want your faith to be built up again. You, uh, maybe you need prayer for healing, finances, whatever it might be in your own personal life, breakthrough. Um, our, our deacons will be up front here. Deacons, if you guys can just stick around for a few minutes in case somebody does need prayer. Um, they're going to pray for you. No matter how small it might seem, uh, let's build our faith this morning and trust God. But let's walk this. Uh, God's doing amazing work with us. So get out there and let's live it, okay? You guys, be blessed. Have an amazing Sunday. we we'll see you during the week. God bless.